Get it all out right now. Can you read that? <sighs> yes. Hey, oh, hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Brotherhood Without Manners. Normally, a full spoiler reread podcast of George R.R. R. Martin's A Song of Ice and Fire series. However, watching House of the Dragon. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Zach, sitting here with me, my brother, Nate. I'm Nate. I'm the better of the two hosts. That's rude. Just, I know. Just start with, I guess. Topping it off. I guess. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, so we are watching House of the Dragon and loving it. <laughs> so what's up, dude? House you of the Dragon. Yeah. How'd you... Would you... So we've watched it, we watched it twice, and it's just getting better and better. Yeah, so this episode we're talking about King of the Narrow Sea. Right now. So, you want to talk about last episode a little bit, or not? No, let's just jump into this one, because, like, it kind of precludes to, I mean, essentially, Damon fucks shit up in the Stepstones. Right. And Rhaenyra is supposed to be getting married and doesn't want to, because she's Rhaenyra. And this one picks up uh, a year after the events at the Stepstones with Damon. And Rhaenyra is on a tour. tour. Yeah, she's a on tour. a, tour, a for tour for her proposal yeah. for her hand in marriage. Which is a common thing in these sorts of, you know, environments where it's a marriage tour and different suitors are kind of throwing themselves at her and we get a great glimpse of Storm's End with all the fucking leaves around. Right. Beautiful, beautiful set. And, yeah, Rhaenyra is obviously bored with it as she just keeps making snide little bratty yeah, comments. Yeah, starting out with a Dondarian who's old, old, and she's like, he has, grandmother he has no right to be up here fucking asking for my hand. And then the next one up is a little little tiny guy. Little, Willem Blackwood. Little fella. Yeah, little guy. He, um, <laughs> She laughs. She's like, now a child, which is just great delivery. But... So, Bloody Ben's dad. But, yeah, the... We get Borman, uh, Borman Baratheon, who's sitting there basically telling her, like, Princess, this is unseemly. You're kind of being a bitch right now. Chill. And eventually, as things devolve between Bracken and Blackwoods, as they do, Rhaenyra's had enough. And she's like, we out. So she stands up, and Kristen Cole immediately falls in line with her. So we paused it here, because there is this badass woman in right, the background the in the back, who is just here for the drama. Yeah, she is here for the fucking tea. It's and she so wants good. to spill it. Uh, if we can, when this episode releases, we'll try to tweet out a picture of the woman, I think, yeah, with the episode, awesome. because she's queen. She's queen of the Seven Kingdoms, queen of my heart. And so I, I was here for it. Nate pointed it out. Mm. And yeah, she is just here for the fucking tea. And she wants the good shit. And she got it here. She's loving it. But yeah, Rhaenyra and Kristen Cole make their way out of this sort of courtroom. And as a little. Blackwood. Lil Willem stabs the, the, the bigger douchebag, uh, uh, Gerald, I think uh, his Bracken. name is. Bracken. He's yeah. a Bracken. Which is just cool that they're even mentioned in the series. We like, love it. It's, I mean, the Brackens and the Blackwoods, man. Yeah, it's, we talked about, throughout the second watch of the episode, we talked a lot more than normal. And, yeah, we mentioned that this one is just such a good fan service with the way the third... Actually, you know, we didn't hear about the Blackwoods, the Brackens, and Game of Thrones. We had eight seasons. We're, what, four episodes in? Mm-hmm. Boom. And on top of all the extra... Boom. <laughs> boom. It's here. It's already there. And all this extra shit that they're throwing in, all these 
They're pulling right from the book. It's nice to see. And so we cut to on a boat, motherfucker, and Rhaenyra and Kristen are pulling in sight of King's Landing as she asks him whether he <laughs> thinks the king will be mad. And we get the exposition here of, you know, whether you rejected every suitor he put in front of you or whether you called the tour to an end with three months yet remaining. And which means, you know, Rhaenyra is not expected home for a good while yet. And when she does return home, it's expected to be to prepare a wedding. And that is not at all what is occurring. And so they have this great, like, cut of them. And then there's the gross ass. The wonderfully screeched out shriek of Carax's. Right. Damon coming in hot as well after his victory in the Stepstones and the aftermath as he did some celebrating because. You know, you don't get named King of the Narrow Sea and not do a little party. Yeah, and, right. And so, but, uh, and it, we'll get to this in a listener email, but uh, in the Fire and Blood, it's described as he circled the city three times before landing and giving his crown to right. his king. And it would have just been real sweet to see uh, Graxis yeah, do, a, do a circle, in. but... Instead, you know, he kind of does a, a low-flying dive bomb at the yeah, ship. Yeah, I mean, maybe which, he did. We didn't see the land, but... <clears throat> which almost, you know, cracks Rhaenyra's head open on the... Right, I meant... She, fucking... like, slams into that just so that he could... Gotcha! But I love Kristen Cole being super extra. The fetch a maester! And she's like, no, I'm, I'm okay. Like, it, it was just a little knock. Bump but we cut to the inner... The throne room. Of the throne room, yeah. where Viserys is standing with a big old, big old, big old sword. As a cane. As a king. It's his walking stick. He, he doesn't want, and you pointed it out, that he doesn't want to sit on the throne, man. Yeah, he he refuses to sit the throne. Since he lost it, his two fingers. After he's he loses in the, in those fingers. In blood, it's that he never sits on the Iron Throne again because he, he's, he's scared of getting cut again. It always cuts, his, and then he gets infected, and now he's even more gross than when he's laying on top of Allison. Gross. And, yeah, the noblemen and women begin to file in. Rhaenyra comes in and finds a place, and then Damon struts his happy little ass in, and Rhaenyra kind of shadows him amongst the crowd, which is just a really fun shot. And he gets stopped by Sir Harold with the sword point to his chest because he's Damon, and, of course, he's got to do the, the bravado of I'm not afraid of no sword point. But then he pulls out Krahas's Warhammer and says add it to the chair and tosses it, which is just a great fucking line. Like, add it to the chair. That's just like a, a you know one of those chaos is a ladder lines. Right. Like that's bar- a, and Barris himself right. said the same thing. It was dope, and so yeah, boy, melt it down and add it to the throne with the others. But of course, Viserys is more you know you wear a crown now. Interested in the what yeah. sits upon his head? They named me the king. What do you want from me? Matt man? Smith is just owning the role, man. But, yeah, he quickly then says, you know, I know there is only one king in the realm, and kneels and presents his crown, offering it to My Viserys. crown and the stepstones are yours. So Viserys comes down, quite pleased, and goes, and Damon finally gets his hug. He gets the hug that he's wanted for Dude, my boy leans in with his little head on his shoulder, like a little angsty boy getting his sweet little court teenage. And like, it's all sweet. It's ridiculous. And then we cut to basically the party that... Damon's getting thrown Dude, for him. This fucking party, though. It's so sick. In the Godswood, too. Like, just so, cause. fuck Viserys this whole time. Just this whole way through. Look, I'm starting with it there. Just 
fuck. Yeah, he's guy. fucking him now. I won't hear it. You were always mother's favorite. No, no. And just being a fucking twat. And then Rhaenyra joins this little circle of the queen, the king, and, and right. Damon. And Rhaenyra's like, hey, welcome back, uncle. And Viserys, like, grills her, dude. It's fucking brutal. And then Allison's like, hey, being the queen, you know, what if we showed Prince Damon the tapestries from Norvos and Kohor? Like, that'd be cool. And then Viserys is like, yeah, Damon, do you want to see the stupid fucking tapestries from Norvos? No, he doesn't want to see them. What are you, idiot? You fucking dumbass. Get out of here. What the fuck? Yeah, like, he just shits all over. And then Rhaenyra's like, I'd like to see the tapestries, and he's like, "Great." He like his. It's not even joking. Then he switches just right. straight cold, and he's like, "Then you should not deprive yourself." And like, get the fuck out of here and fuck, go, then, bitch. dude. And Rhaenyra and Allison both look just so downtrodden in that moment. It's so sad, and it leads right into the sweetest moment, probably the, the last whole... one oh that God. we'll get. But yeah, Rhaenyra goes and sits on a bench, and Allison comes over and joins her, and there's a little bit of the kind of. Old friend companionship. Well, yeah, for sure, but there's a little bit of payback for Rhaenyra from Allison's foot-and-mouth moment of, you know, squeezing out kids isn't so bad with the, you know, I don't want to just be forced into marriage just to squeeze out heirs, and and Allison literally, like, bites her fucking lip and looks down like, yeah, that's that's what I do now. Thanks. Thanks, And she's like, oh, Yeah, sorry, my bad. And, yeah, they have actually a sweet, tender moment, Allison... People only view her as queen now, and she still likes to think she's the lady Allison. She's glad she's back, even though they're not even friends anymore. Yeah, neither of them are really this entire episode like letting themselves have that closeness that they did. They're always kind of pulling their hand away at the last minute. But and also Allison's fucking wardrobe in that episode, like. And let me say, like after having read Fire and Blood knowing the shit that she's going to be doing, the way that this is playing out, I'm I'm a huge Allison fan. Right, yeah, I don't we give were a talking shit. Like, about that. Huge yeah, fan of Allison. I really enjoy Allison as well. And so, yeah, they, uh, they, they hold hands for a little bit, and it's nice. But eventually, Rhaenyra goes and finds Damon, just kind of fucking meditating under the heart tree and being all like, oh, somebody should paint this. Yeah, right when now. we were talking about the camera angles in this with the red. Yeah, the setup, and... the way every time Damon appears in this scene, you can see the red werewood, or at least red. And then when it's on Rhaenyra, there is very little red in her scenes. And it's just interesting the way they're using color. But she finds Damon, yeah, and they have a very, the way, again, they just switch into High Valerian and in and out of as they're talking. But essentially, she doesn't want to be married. And Damon's like, you know, it's, it's there's worse things to be sold for than just a marriage proposal in a castle. And then Rhaenyra gets to the, the heart of it, saying, my mother was made to produce heirs until she died. And Damon isn't unsympathetic here. Like, right, he does, right. You he know, cares. He says, you know, your mother's death it was, was a, a tragedy. tragedy. Yeah, right. And so there is a, but he says this is a tragic world, which, you know, apt. And so he tells her that she, she's depriving herself. You know, she's, she's not going, she's going to forsake the best points of life if she just kind of continues on her path. But she just doesn't. She wants to be in solitude. Leave me the fuck alone. Yeah. And meant because he's all upset about being married to a Royce and Well, yeah. Uh, as, bitch. She she mentions that she's lucky because she he hasn't put a baby in her, so she can kinda of live a life herself at the moment, even though he's 
being a dick and leaving her all stranded over. I don't think a child could grow in such a hostile environment. Yeah, he's he's savage as fuck. So there's a small council meeting, as there tends to be every episode. But Rhaenyra isn't present at this one, and there's now Tylen Lannister on the council as Master of yeah, Ships. Yeah, yeah, Because Corlys obviously is done with that shit. He's been gone down in the Stepstones helping and shit down there. it is talk of Corlys, actually, that is going on. And we were laughing about it that where Viserys is like, wait, he's still mad? Wait, like, what? Why is he mad it's again? The, yeah, it's the bully that picked on a kid like in elementary school, but like severely embarrassed him but didn't realize because he's such a jerk-ass bully that he's like, wait, wait, he's still mad about me not marrying him, spurning him and making it so that he couldn't be in the line of succession? No, he can't be. Call him back here. That's that's a mistake. But Melos is the one who points out, Grandmaster Melos points out that Corlys is prideful and something should probably be done to assuage that pride and salve the wound. But Otto's like, hey, you know how we were just saying shit's kind of bad with Corleys? Let me make it worse. There's a report in Old Town that there's negotiations between Corleys and the Sea Lord of Bravos, some sort of marriage pact. And so, oops, they need to make one of their own, if that's what's actually happening, to make sure that there's no stepping out of line and not gaining a power on Corley's side, that he's not going to be backed by the Free Cities. So they need to secure one of their own and... Yeah, it's pretty it's pretty good stuff cuz that in Fire and Blood plays out into a whole big messy affair yeah, that would and... be really neat to see on screen if it's adapted and so them mentioning it that's that's fun. Instead, we cut to Rhaenyra in her bedroom for one of the cooler little reveals in the entire Game of Thrones series, I think. The way that they're coming through and kind of Providing these little fleshing outs that can lead to, you know, answers in the future, mm-hmm. which are, you know, the past series. But she finds a, a little sack of, like, boys' clothes, little page boy clothes that she gets dressed up in with a, a note that shows her the instructions on how to sneak out of the room, one of the secret entrances. This is really cool, too. And so she goes and pushes some buttons and finds her secret D&D Exit out yeah. of her bedroom. Arya's for... up a little bit, dressed right, like, right. Uh, like a page, and heads out. And then, yeah, we get the, the one big trailer shot of Damon kind of standing with the city. In his we also cloak. get the shot of Balerion's skull with the rats crawling through it, which I just think is <laughs> The rats were the... a big uh, theme this, this episode. The rats sort of in all areas of the city. Right. And, and people. Otto, and right. Just... Yeah, there's all. It was really good imagery. And, yeah, we get one of the coolest sequences of yeah like, just the, the filmmaking show, this street of silk is just really well portrayed with the different flashes of fire we were mentioning right, where right. they begin by showing cuts of different things and each cut is interrupted by a, a burst of flame, burst of flame from, from, from dragons like maw one of these torches that are on these walls and it's accentuated as you walk down the street and there you know just seeing the cool things, the tightrope well, walker you even and jugglers, out the, but then it goes to the fortune teller the fortune lady. Fortune teller lady, yeah. Like, there's a burst of the flame, and she says, you want to know, you know, how you die. Death, and then another hard one that goes immediately after, almost as a an exclamation point to the statement, but it was, it was sick. Yeah. It was really cool. And this is also cut with... Uh, Allison in the Red Keep in her night, and we see first her kind of 
tending and soothing Helena, the newborn Helena Targaryen. And also, you may have taken note of the beautiful shot as she's in front of just a magnificent window. And unfortunately, Helena will find her end at such a window as well. And so the they absolutely knew what they were doing there by yeah. setting this shot where they did, and it's going to be tragic and awful. But And then eventually we get Allison in the, the king's bathroom where Viserys has taken a bath and he's got all his servants, but Allison sends them away to bathe him and wash his wounds herself, which she does. She, he even grossly is like, oh, you have a softer touch than they do. And yeah, she calls him husband and it's very gross and clear that she wants nothing to fucking do with this ill, yeah. gross man. Right, right. But back in the Street of Silk, Damon takes Rhaenyra to a play. A little play. This which is... is really cool because it harkens back to Arya's play in Bravos, but also just the... The sort of grotesquery of it, like the yeah, the yeah. absolute mockery. It the, feels yeah, the mummers very... have really dolled themselves up right. for the the playing characters of royal lineages, and it's the naming of the heir and how they're expecting the future to play out, right. and straight up calling Rhaenyra out. And Damon knew what he was doing, bringing her to this show. Just and part of her knows this already that the people there's certain people that feel this way right but yeah she's you know being playful and booing and cheering when they're saying that Rhaenyra doesn't have a conqueror's name or a cock but Damon's like you know laugh if you want but this shit matters what they think and she's like no it really fucking doesn't when I'm queen because I'm gonna break the wheel wait no different Targaryen says that but you know same thing and then she's like, fuck this, I just want one night free. Like, leave me the fuck alone with all this shit. So she goes and finds some, uh, a little, like, food vendor and takes one. And Damon, again, has to remind her that we pay for shit down here in the streets. It's not the Red Keep. You can't just fucking take shit off trays. So she goes dashing off. And, and Damon's like, I'll get her, don't worry. And we get this fun little chase. Where she runs across Sir Harwin Strong. Lols. Who will be rumored to have fathered her bastard children that she can't have with Lainor because mm-hmm. Lainor doesn't sleep with women, and yeah, he it's a it's a lot of fun. He recognizes he, her and right lets her go. Sees Damon coming and is like, "Oh, you've got something happening here. Like, don't let me catch you around here again, boy. Next time you won't be so lucky." And then Damon runs by, none the wiser. Right. So then we get to the point that Damon has been leading to all night. He takes her to a brothel where there's, you know, naked people fucking everywhere. He takes her hat down and reveals her long flowing hair. Right before that, Allison is woken up. Oh, right. And she's like, yo, it's late. What? And her handmaid is like, yeah, I know it's late. The gross. king demands it, and then it just kind of turns out and walks off. Gross. Yeah. It's gross. It's but so yeah. gross. And then cuts to... Right, they're at a brothel, and, you know, it's the Game of Thrones hot, steamy sex scene that everybody's hoping for, and Damon is kind of explaining it to her as they go, that this is a place where people come to take what they want. This is the things and the pleasures of life that she would be denying herself is essentially what he's trying to make it seem like his point is but 
eventually, of course, Rhaenyra is so transfixed and taken in by everything, they end up making out, and he pushes her against a wall, and they begin to fuck a little bit. And as soon as there's, a, there's an odd exchange, because Damon cuts it short and flees and just fucking d- d- dips off, leaving her high and dry. And it's just, it's just really interesting to see, because it's Rhaenyra gets into it. She's, she's, she fucking likes it and wants more and kind of starts taking control. And that's when he's like, yeah, nah, no, I, I don't like this anymore. This isn't fun for right, me. because he's a gross groomer. <laughs> so we cut back to, because uh, has... Uh, Allison, you know, heads to her <sighs> dutiful husband. Rhaenyra returns back to the Red Keep and goes through the front door to her room. Kristen's like, yo, the fuck just, what am I seeing happen right now? Yeah, he's, <laughs> it's pretty great. He's just flabbergasted. Like, he asks if she's hurt, and then he's like, yeah, I should tell somebody, and... This is when Rhaenyra opens the door and kind of very adorably steals his helmet and then does this. And his heart. Right, plays keep away. And she kisses him, and then there's the very obvious dilemma in his head. Right, and I think that that's because a lot of people had some discourse with this whole thing. It's just showing that Kristen has to make a hard decision as well. Mm -hmm. And he does make the decision, and I think that, there'll be times he regrets it just like anybody that forsakes their vows for that kind of shit john snow's still considered well not now he's dead but like there's still the reconsidering of his vows for regret and like whether that was right or wrong and so i think that he did the actor portrayed it really well yeah yeah, he's obviously conflicted whether he's doing the right yeah 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 and yeah, they have a very passionate night together where they fuck and it it's juxtaposed against poor Allison. God's Dornish. God's he's Dornish. And juxtaposed against Allison and Viserys with the very gross shot of his scabby, just sore riddled back. Right. And So when we didn't mention that when Rhaenyra left the, the brothel, because Damon took off and left right, her there yeah. high and dry, right, the little, there was the little spy boy, little similar, bird. very reminiscent of the, the little spiders that Varys would have running around, the little, little birds. The little birds. And so here he is. Yeah. So here we get to see it. So yeah, obviously heading to Lady Masaria and then carrying the information that Otto has, right. But, yeah, and so poor Allison is just ravishing her fingers, and then eventually we get the cut, you know, as Damon and Kristen finish up that Allison of Viserys is fucking fast asleep, and poor Allison is left there laying there disassociating and noticing the rat on the bedpost, which, you know, is also meant to imply that not even the Red Keep keeps... Right, right. So. Like they are in the king's bedchamber. They are in the king's bed as he is fucking his wife. This is a right. And it kind of just makes me think of the 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 one House of the Undying uh, vision Danny has of the the woman that's basically getting ravaged by the, all the different like rat like creatures yeah, yeah, that yeah, are yeah. just ripping her apart. It's it's gross. It's real gross, especially yeah. after what happened in that room. But poor Allison. Otto gets a message. From the White Worm, that there's important news, and so he goes and gets and meets up with the little kid that Nate brought up, and <laughs> this is the news of Damon and Rhaenyra in the brothel, 
And then Damon begins making his way into the Red Keep proper, but gets grabbed by some Kingsguard. Well, Otto has to tell Viserys about that first. Does he do that first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure, doesn't he? Am I jumping ahead, or are you jumping ahead? Oh, right, no, no, I, uh, I, yeah, I jumped ahead a little bit, because Damon wakes up. Right, uh, in Missaria's In Missaria's little chamber there. That's, uh, that's what I meant to say. Uh, he wakes up, realizing that, right, somebody Mm -hmm. grabbed him in the night and got him into a safe place, and then, you know, refuses her Right, because he hasn't here. seen her in a few years, too. Right. He's been down in the Stepstones fighting, and she's she's giving this cool description of how, in her time away from him, she's learned that she can make more money off of her words than off of her body. Mm-hmm. And so she started trading in secrets. And it's, for I, for those who are less familiar, it's kind of akin to how Littlefinger worked. He built himself up from nothing, right. selling these kinds of things, similar to Varys, even, who does it. A Shatai, specific- yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, these people that understand that there's more to what they can do and get than just selling their body. Right. And so she's begun the trade of secrets and selling those. Right. Then we get Otto contemplating what to do with this information, and I really like this shot because I yeah, it's a very short shot, like ten fifteen seconds. Shows that he is conflicted in what he's doing. There is yeah, it whether it's loyalty to Viserys. I do believe there is some. They're friends, but I also don't think, and we were talking about it a little bit that like scheming is scheming for Otto. Like it just kind of like I don't think he thinks he's scheming. I think he thinks that Aegon being named heir is the way it really should be. I think par- it's mostly just a. Uh, it's very Stannis-like to him. Right, right. This is the doing, way no, it, this it, is it the, should the, be. This is the order like, of things, right. and so I'm supposed to be following. And like, part of the order is to try to get your family to be part of the line of secession, so that way you can have a place of power. And so, it's not necessary. I mean, it's scheming is what it is. Right, but right. to him, he sees it more as uh, abiding by the order of things, in that misogynistic. I'm going to use the women to advance my family name and who gives a fuck what they think about it so they yeah Otto goes to his king and they do a great job in this episode I think of showing how feeble Viserys is becoming as he's basically leaning on a chair this whole conversation I think this one is also a really good episode especially brought up in this spot with how quickly information and misinformation spreads because it quickly goes from the White Worm to Otto to Viserys to Allison to mm-hmm. going to overhear it and all the different people who are hearing things secondhand and it's it's showing exactly how the book became how Fire and Blood was written is these second and third account stories from well I heard it from this person who heard it from that person who heard it from well I saw Kristen Cole go into Rhaenyra's room in the middle of the night right or, right right and it just starts. Going crazy from there. So Otto, you know, really kind of lays it on thick, saying that he really doesn't relish the fact of telling a father his daughter's exploits, but that Rhaenyra was seen in a brothel last night. And Viserys is like, okay, she went to a brothel, so what? And really pulls the teeth and makes Otto fucking say it, that she was seen in the bowels of a pleasure den. Coupling with Damon. Coupling with Damon. And Viserys loses his shit a little bit. He gets a great line with the... Are you so sick with ambition? 
I love it. It's oh, great. I was thinking about bringing him to me. Well, and right, have and his and eyes. the eyes. Right, yeah. He refuses to believe it. And he kicks Otto out, and Otto is kind of upset and leaves. And then Allison's standing there because she was watching from behind a, you know, divider screen. And that's that's it. There's just a silent exchange yeah. between the king and queen, and then Rhaenyra is combing her hair. She's cr- she's upset by this news. Though. Oh yeah, visibly, Allison yeah. is like tearing up and. Yeah, we cut to Rhaenyra. Kristen and enters, comes in. She, like, poor Rhaenyra. She's so excited if to she see could, Because there's who she could have chosen if she really wanted to. Well, she couldn't, but, like, if she, if the king and the world wasn't the way it was, right. then she, she loves this dude. They've been hanging out for a while now. But Kristen isn't here to play boyfriend. He's here with a message from the queen, and... They meet alone in the Godswood, and Allison is like, yo, what the fuck happened last night? And Rhaenyra's like, Hi, what? Huh? I don't know. Went to the mall. And Allison says that my father has made some very troubling accusations against you. And then they go back and forth. This is, you know, an argument I could have imagined them having a couple years before as well. Right, sure. But the stakes are now much higher. And I also very much so picked up on a, this is like, it feels like a couple and they're arguing about whether or not someone cheated is right, what right. it feels like. The way Rhaenyra runs up and I Queen Alicent's sister, like, I swear to you of all people. And Rhaenyra technically doesn't lie, but swears on the memory of her mother that nothing happened and she did not sleep with Damon and like who boy right so it's yeah there's a slippery slope this could potentially this scene was great but could potentially be the fracture that turns Alicent against Rhaenyra and and because Alicent is obviously concerned about Rhaenyra's well-being right because she admits that they went to the brothel and stuff and Alicent's like you you're an idiot for putting yourself in a position where you're you could be, could be called could, in a question. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's intense. Allison really I mean Allison in this episode was intense, but it was awesome. So yeah. Now Damon arrives at the Red Keep drunk as fuck, poor dude, <laughs> and gets grabbed by some King's Guard because the king wants to see him. And... Get your fucking hands off me. <laughs> Matt Love Smith it. again, yeah, killing it. He oh like gets dragged right into the red there. keep, right into the throne. And they room. just throw him on the floor where it's Nice that, and cool. Great. Oh. Like, all right, I'm good. Yeah, this I can do. And Damon's just going to lay there for a while and just sleep it off until, of course, Viserys has to come in and fuck it up. And he, of course, accuses Damon of defiling his daughter and then kicks him in the and fucking And Damon knows back. he doesn't. Oh. Or he might even not. Like, he got moving along quick. But I'm pretty sure he, you don't forget that if you're Damon. Right. And he doesn't. He pretends otherwise. Even he, yeah, he pretends. He says, you know, when we were her age, we fucked our way all the way up the brothels of the Street of Silk, and it, it gets to the point where Damon says, "Just wed her to me." Like he, I'll, I'll take her, her as tarnished in, in as the, she is in the customs is... of our house. And Viserys is like, right, because it isn't my fucking. I, I don't know, attention you want, it's, my love. Yeah, it's it's not, my throne. Right, it's not like, my daughter, you right, must my daughter, It's right, my, throne. my throne. And Viserys is done with Damon. He, he has the blade to his throat and essentially tells him, go, go back to fucking the Vale, Damon. And 
He's right. banished again. Poor Damon. But as Viserys leaves, Damon just curls up and it's gonna sleep. Okay, it off similar, like, like yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Like I will. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm on board with going home, but I'm gonna sleep off this hangover for a little bit first. So there's a king queen comforting moment where Allison gives some Viserys some wine and. Asked, they're asked talking about Rhaenyra and whether or not it makes sense that she would lie, and Allison doesn't believe she is, and you know Damon does with almost every other word out of his mouth. And Viserys is like, "Why would he do that?" And like, I wish it was it's true because it's, it's such thing. a well, like it's such a good because she's like to reduce you, and like it is so. I loved this moment between them because like, if he wasn't gross and things weren't as they were, like. They could have been a really good couple, like Viserys sure, and Allison, because yeah. that is such good advice to give. Right. Like, it's, he's being a dickhead he's brother. Being Damon, he's being Damon. Like, Otto isn't on his radar anymore, so he's going to fucking do it to needle you. Like, And, like, if it weren't true that Damon and her, I mean, at least coupled a little bit, <laughs> that, like, then, you know, it would be really good advice because Damon would, in fact, be lying. But, like, it's a... Such a messy, but it's just, I really liked that moment of Allison because she does, she has the read on Damon. Like, she she's very much so aware that, like, he does petty shit like this. He would lie about fucking your daughter because it would f- fucking destabilize your mind about her marriage propositions and whether or not people want, like, he'd do that literally just to have you have a sleepless night or two, dude. Like, right. he is that petty. And so, yeah, it's it was, it was I really like that scene. But, but we finally get Rhaenyra given the opportunity to. She says the thing. Tell her father. <laughs> she says the thing. Hey, she says yeah. She goes to her father's chamber late at night, and it's just her and him. And well, when she first walks in, it's just a a brazier that's got fire. Just right, he's burning. hiding behind the curtain. Yeah, like, yeah. Go, Wait grab, for the dog. Go get the dagger. The dagger. The dagger. And Try to so, touch yeah, it, and then we see pop out. The cat's paw dagger that's got these sweet little glyphs all burning out of them. Like yep. The one ring. Of course, the heat, you know, brings brings the, the language to the surface, right. and he tells her, you know, the, the, this dagger has the glyphs of, you know, the song of ice and fire. Hey, Aegon right. had them burned in back or before, right before he died, and you know the dagger used to belong to these people, but it wasn't until Aegon that it the was prince inscribed. who was promised the song of ice and fire, the whole thing that we're all doing here, this dance. And he says that you know this knowledge, this responsibility has been handed down to her and is bigger than her or her desires, and that Jaehaerys would have disinherited your ass. Harris the good. Let me tell you. And she's like, oh, yeah, so you're going to fucking denounce me and name Aegon your heir. And he's like, I would if it wasn't my job to keep, you know, the realm united and not so further division. And then tells her, you are going to marry. You will marry Sir Laenor Valerian and unite the two most powerful houses and unite the realm. And and I'll hear no protest about it. And she's like, yeah, of course, so that I can, you know, be a cure for your political headaches. You are my political headache. Like, Rhaenyra, you you walked right into that one because you really are. And she agrees. She's like, yeah, all right. What are you going to do about the vulture on your throne? Which is fun. Loved it. Very, like... Jafar like feeling type sure, thing like sure. uh, oh. and yeah she calls him out she's like Otto is a piece of shit having me followed because he wants Aegon 
nicknamed Air and won't stop till he is? Question mark. Right, because we we get also the little thing right before the uh, before this where she says, you know, if I were a man, I would have been able to be down in that brothel making his fathering as many bastards as I felt like. I don't give a fuck. And he's like, you're right, but you weren't. But and you're it's just, not. Like it's that. That's that. Okay, and sucks to suck. That it sucks to suck <laughs> is what it is comes down to. So, Rhaenyra gets to him and kind of convinces him that Otto is now power hungry, too power hungry, and Otto is then summoned to meet Viserys in the small council chamber, and brings up his own father, Balin Targaryen, and who served as hand of the king for only five days before he died of a burst belly. And then Otto Hightower was named king. And Viserys points out that you, you went from just another man in Jaehaerys court to the second most powerful man in the realm, which is just real fucking right. interesting. And then it? keeps turning things, you know. How long before you chose your own personal desires over your, your grace? And how convenient it was that, yes, Alicent was a great, you know, oh, comfort throughout. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, a calculated distraction. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, he just... He says that the queen loves you as you love her. And, like, we mm. were literally just shown that this is not true. Right. She is repulsed by the just very sight. Like, her, she just calls him husband robotically. Like, it's, it's so fucking right. gross. And it makes you... It points out a bit more that I feel as though there was even a bit of surprise for herself when she was named... His new wife mm-hmm. in that little small council meeting way back when, that the look to to Rhaenyra was also a, uh, oh, I didn't know he was gonna be doing that, and that we were, oh no shit, oops. Yeah, that seems to be the way they're taking it with the show here. But Viserys says, you know, the realm owes you a great debt that can't be repaid, but I can no longer trust your judgment, and whoop takes that pin right off that chest. And then we go to the very last scene of the episode, which is Grandmaster Melos walking with a tray in his hand in a very fucking sick-looking decanter right. that I would like to Rainier's get my hands on. chilling, reading, doing some reading. Right. The door, he knocks and comes in and says, you know, sorry, princess, like, but it just finished brewing, and if it's not brewed properly, and she's like, ah, uh, the fuck you talking about? I didn't order room service. What, what do you want? Yo, father asked me to brew you some tea. I'm pulling a hoster tully. Clink, clink. And it's it's moon tea. Moon tea. Moon, this tea. Is moon tea. Drink it and you won't have babies. It's plan it's B. It's the morning, morning after, after potion. Pill. Yeah, right. So, like, clearly but the But we king... also know that this shit can fucking ravage a woman into her womb. This is some dangerous shit, too, if not brewed correctly, which is what happened with Lysatoli. Yeah, and Rhaenyra stares at it, and then that's the, the episode ends. We don't actually know whether or not she drinks it, but clearly... Viserys doesn't believe her. Right. It's uh, that yeah. she remains a maiden, at least. <sighs> Which, you know, she she doesn't. But it's, you know, it's complicated. There's, there's most things in so, this shitty little my next, of ours. My next thing is because if it's like a morning after potion that can be brewed efficiently and regularly without ravaging, maybe that's a, hey, if you want to go and live your life, here's some potion. Like, go do you. And that's. But is it specifically for this one event and occurrence? And if you ever do yeah. it again, I will cut your fucking throat. Yeah, yeah. It's, the... yeah, it's the 
we're the rich 1%, so we're going to fix it. Like, yeah. to make sure that you're perfect and still fit within the mold. And it's gross. And it's, yeah, bile. It's not good. So we'll convene our small council and get some inductees, because we did get some inductees. Yay. So that's cool. following is a paid sponsorship. Support for Brotherhood Without Manners is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped recently launched the ultimate men's hygiene bundle, the Performance Package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code NOMANNERS at manscaped.com. The Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived, and oh man is it a game changer. Inside the package you'll find their Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. I just got my package, and let me tell you, it is all amazing stuff. The Lawnmower 4.0 is the trimmer of the future. It cuts but only hair. It doesn't have any issues with making me worry that I'm going to have to put some band-aids all down on my balls. So let me tell you, it's worth it. Give it a try. Head over to manscaped.com and use code NOMANNERS for 20% off your purchase. also how most people finish. It's how most people should finish. Right. I hope. Right. Enjoy your be. orgasms, folks. That's true. Welcome That's to the true. small council. <laughs> so nobody's safe. We get we got some we did get some inductees though. Nobody's safe from cum? I guess. I don't know, man. It's yeah. been a long day. You got I'm an just... inductee for episode four of Hot DDD? Yeah, I think this one goes to... Well, I was going to specifically just be for the queen, but I think I want to put Rainier in it, too. But the the queen, mainly it's for the... The queen. Well, it's I'm just mad that I don't add them. I, I'm at both of them, both of them. Oh, and it's because they don't get the choice to fucking... do that choose their own damn futures so like she's getting raped through this episode and Rainier is getting fucking badgered and you know screamed at for trying to grow up and enjoy the pleasures of life and see what it's like to grow as an adult but neither of them are allowed to fucking do it because the men want to play their fucking game of thrones who doesn't me oh i don't want to do shit then stop reading my inductee is a similar vein but mine is to the queen of hearts queen allison because that fucking outfit in the godswood party like my god the targaryen colors look good on that girl so that because just queen queen all day queen of my heart and uh (laughs) honorary inductee to our girl losing it at dragonstone because she was. She can come in and laugh at the gossip and the tea that spilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. she well, can. Was absolutely... it Storm's End? Oh right, not Dragons, Dragons not Dragonstone, not... Storm's End. Right, 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 yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. we did get some listener inductees. Yeah. So Chase uh, wrote in our 
our, I believe, our newest patron. Thanks again oh, for right. being That's a wonderful right. patron. I don't know if we shouted you out last episode, but, but yeah, Chase, thanks. Uh, Chase's inductee, my inductee for this episode is young Samuel Blackwood, brave enough to try and court Rhaenyra, knowing that he didn't stand a chance, and when that <laughs> asshole Gerald Bracken made fun of him, he showed why he would make a good king consort. He defended his honor and has somewhat of the same energy as Lyanna Mormont in this scene. Anyone who reminds me of her will always get my inductee. Valar Moon T. Harris. He drew his sword like me trying to get bacon on a fork when I'm cooking it. He looks so scared of the grease popping out at him that I really identify no, with him. No, he handled that blade, man. So was, thanks, Chase, because that's great. That was a good one, yeah. And again, like we said during the episode, having the, the Blackwoods and the Brackens in it at all is just super cool, especially this early foreshadowing before we get Bloody Ben... Holding up the fucking Riverlands, you know. So shut up. We also got an inductee okay. from Kristen. And Kristen, one, most importantly, definitely agrees with Zach on Patty Constantine as Viserys. Constantine. Constantine, right. He could be Constantine. You know, I like, you're right. It's just my brain just wants to go there, so it automatically. She says she was blown away by Matt Smith, but in three and four, I was more and more impressed with Patty. Not that Matt Smith also isn't still impressive. Damon is her fave with, like, too many E's. So, like, Kristen, settle down. Settle down. It's the hot D, but... You don't need to settle down. You don't need to settle down. Damon is a lot of faves. Uh, She also uh, has a certain point in this email that I did want to read out because she poses a question to us. And she says, I've seen a lot of polarization over Allison's confrontation of Rhaenyra and Allison in general. So I'm curious, what do you guys think? Given the showrunner's interpretation of Allison, I think her anger at Rhaenyra came from a wholesome place. Allison has has been actually one of the biggest proponents of Rhaenyra's succession, so watching her jeopardize her own claim is probably immensely frustrating. Plus, she's definitely jealous of Damon because she's in love with her. I like that we have two very real and unsympathetic female characters to underscore that it is perfectly valid to choose a, marriage, a lifestyle of marriage, motherhood, and traditional gender roles, but equally valid to choose a lifestyle of none of those things. And I agree wholeheartedly. I, uh, I vocalized it to Nate that I felt like I was a lone ship in the ocean of the fandom saying that this was a scene between two lovers and it was them saying, no, 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 I wouldn't sleep with anybody but you if I had the choice. I, I want to be with you because you're my person. And it felt like that to me. It, it affected me in that way. It was I was sad for these girls that they weren't given the chance to explore that with each other if they so chose to or not. Regardless of whether it would have been a sexual relationship, they loved each other and should have been free to blossom that or not into whatever they wished. Neither of them were. Allison's married off and Allison is being groomed. Or er, switch that. Allison's married off, off to the Rhaenyra's king and Rhaenyra's being groomed. being groomed by her gross uncle and then every other man who wants her claim. So I agree 100% with you. It, it hit me just like yeah, that. Yeah, I don't that. think it was... Well, she was just as hurt by her father's accusation of Rhaenyra while also understanding why the fuck are you having my friend followed right. and like what like, right, right, what right. is the purpose it, like Allison was like the it was almost the tell me it's not true like right. please convince me because I don't want to believe that you would do this this is that like that's 
that's too much. And, and Rhaenyra, because you have to also factor in that we we sat there and watched her rape scene during uh, the, the same time yeah, right. while she was experiencing, and that's a big part of that is to show that for Allison. It's sex duty. is it's not duty. a pleasure. It's, it's not what are it's you doing duty. in those right. places right. when you're right. a woman? You shouldn't. And she's just not understanding it yet that it or at all because it's very to me like Cersei. Cersei uses it as a tool and not so much as a pleasure whatsoever, except mm-hmm. for with Jamie. Right. But even then, there was this for her own pleasures and you know in a manipulative sort of way, but. Allison's not there. She's no, it doesn't. She doesn't I was so questioning it the first couple episodes whether or not Allison was playing a game, and I don't at all think she is. And like, I'm, a, I'm a big fan of this version of Allison. I very much so. I'm rooting for both of them. I wish they could both get happily ever after. Right, even though nobody neither does. one of them are gonna like, and it's, it's awful. But like, I think they're both. I really like Allison uh, specifically. Uh, she was a standout of this episode yep. for me. Yep. So thanks, Kristen. Kristen's inductee <laughs> for this episode right. is Missaria. She walked so Varys could run. There you go. And yeah. yeah, this is just a great inductee for a great awesome. email. Thank you, Chase. Thank you, Kristen. If you would, would like to write in to us, you can do so at, well, many places. We'll take inductees right. wherever you want to send them. But the main way people send them is withoutmannersbrotherhood at gmail.com. Nate and I both check that email frequently. Yeah, but we're also somewhat active on Twitter. At Manners Without for Nate. Zach is at Carstark92. We have a Patreon, patreon.com slash withoutmanners. Facebook.com slash Brotherhood Podcast. You can pretty much search us anywhere in Brotherhood Podcast. You know, Mm -hmm. Song of Ice and Fire Mm -hmm. Mm reread is pretty Mm -hmm. good. You know, if we've... If we're being sponsored, check them out. That's appreciated very much. It helps us to keep getting content on a a more regular schedule. Starving artist is certainly a thing. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... Next episode that'll be coming out, what is it called? Do you recall what it's called? It should be around here somewhere. Something fucking bizarre, I thought. Give us a moment, I suppose. Let's just sit here and ooh and our. I don't know. Whatever it's called, though, it's going to be fucking sick, I'm sure. Because I think it might be the last episode with the current cast. With the young versions, I agree. And the older episodes are... Older episodes, the older cast members that are portraying the elder versions are going to be it, you know? Bruh, I can't find this Me name. Me so, like, so check fuck it. it. You'll see when it's we send it out. It's something. You've got it, so. We're not your fucking secretaries. We don't have to look shit up to name it for you. Do it yourself. Don't be lazy. But we love you. Thanks for listening. Thank Tell you. to Harris. Peace. Peace.